and welcome back to Tub in the Bedroom. I'm your host, Lenny. Thank you for coming to have a soak with me. And as you can see, I am currently not soaking in the tub. So really it's just welcome back to my video. If you watched my first video, you might remember that I mentioned I had a bad car accident and had some injuries that I was dealing with. Well, my back is flaring up, so I cannot be in the tub right now for this recording. I'm hoping to be back in it by next video, but we'll see. You know, when you're investing in yourself, you gotta take care of yourself in every single way possible. However, in case you missed it, the tub is right here, right here. See, here's my little watering thing. What if this, this like turned on? That would be hilarious. But yeah, here we go. Let's get into why you clicked on this video. So far we have hit social, professional, and environmental self-investment. But today we are talking about that money, that moolah, that bag. Are you getting your bag? Are you securing your bag? But most of all, when you got your bag, are you being responsible with that bag or is that bag empty just as quick as you got it? Just wondering, just wondering. We're talking financial self-investment. I find that when I speak with my friends of all ages, money is a huge issue, which makes total sense. We do live in a capitalist society. And unfortunately for millennials, we have watched this economy implode multiple times. Like too many times, no one should have to go through that, let alone a collective generation. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for the noise, guys. It's a little bit windy outside and Unfortunately, I had so many things on my plate and I was really hoping that I would wake up this morning and my back would feel better and I could hop in the tub. That didn't happen and my day just kept getting more and more jam-packed. So I am, I'm getting this in, I'm squeezing it in. I don't know if you can tell, look at these bags. It's a sign of a woman that has not slept at all. Like my eyes hurt. Anyways, the other big issue is we don't have a history of teaching people about money. We are often led to believe similar to sex, at least in America, that money is evil or dirty. And if you like love or enjoy money, that you must be that way too, which of course is not true. Now there is greed and that's a totally different thing than enjoying what money can do for you or the life that money can provide for you. In my personal opinion, finances should be taught in school from a very young age. At the very least, it should be taught all through college because you are sending people in to college and as someone who used to work in the college system and has been to college, it is a very confusing system and putting people in debt sometimes for life for a degree that they may or may not use. And to me, that's absolutely unacceptable and a failure on the part of our country because if most people had basic financial literacy, we would probably be much more prosperous in my personal opinion. I don't know the details of that, but I do have a lot of thoughts on the school system from K through 12 to college, but let me not digress. 
because I want to, but I'm not going to, that I will save that for another video. If you want to hear it, you know what to do. Comment down below so that way I know if you want me to even take the time to make it. Now I can go deep on financial self-investment and everything that you need to learn and everything that you should be doing. And it's a huge topic. So after you watch this video, if you decide, hey, I want you to go deeper, make sure that you comment. Or if you're listening to the podcast or watching on Spotify, make sure that you hit me up on all of my social media, at Tub in the Bedroom, across all platforms. So for time's sake, and so I don't digress and keep you here for the next hour or three hours because you don't have time for that. I'm going to give you five quick and easy tips to turn your financial mindset and, the, and what you think about finances from burdensome to bountiful. Now these tips are tips that anybody, and I mean anyone, can start. It doesn't matter where you are financially, you can do this. My first step, get educated. Look, you don't know what you don't know, but you can learn. There are a plethora of free resources available for you to improve your financial literacy. In the world that we live in, I do think that it's okay to not know or be unaware. However, once you are aware or you do know, there's no excuse for not trying to learn and better whatever it is that you may need to handle. So for me personally, I don't like to spend money if I don't have to. I am all about the free resources. So utilize what's out there. There are books, YouTube videos, podcasts, articles, Google. Those are just a few places that you can look to get started. Tip number two is take a real hard look at your financial situation. I know, I know. We do a lot of really hard looks here. <laughs> I am sh I am sure that you're very tired of me saying, take a, take a real hard look. I'm sure of it. Take a real hard look. Should that be my catchphrase? Transparency and honesty with yourself is paramount. You can't fix something if you don't know what the actual issue is, now can you? So take a good hard look at your finances. You have to know what's coming in and what's going out every single month. You should know where your money's going. You shouldn't be like, oh, I can't believe that I don't have anything in my bank account. Okay, well, what did you spend it on? And half the time you can't even remember. Figure out the what's coming in versus what's coming out. Figure out what you have in your savings, what you have in emergency fund. Learn, figure out your net worth. Oprah, Jeff Bezos, those are not the only people that should know what their net worth is. We all should know what our net worth is, whether we are worth $5 or $5 million. Knowing your net worth will allow you to have a very clear view of where you are financially. You can figure out your net worth by adding up your assets and then adding up your liabilities, also known as debts, and subtracting them from each other. So net worth equals assets minus liabilities. So although this is a very difficult part of it, look at your finances. I know we don't want to be faced with how much we actually order takeout or how many things we've gotten at Target that we didn't need, but Target gets us every time and it's okay, it's okay. The third tip is cancel cancel, cancel. Figure out everything that you're not actively using 
and then pick a day, start making calls and start canceling things. That $20 subscription every month that you don't use, that you don't really need, cancel it because guess what? You have five of those, that's a hundred bucks a month that you're losing on things that you are not actually actively using. If you have a gym membership, but you're not going to the gym, cancel the gym membership. It's fine that you're not going. Like you have to listen to your, you have to listen to your body and where you're at right now. There's nothing wrong with that. And I get being aspirational and being like, oh, if I get a gym membership, I'm gonna go. The truth of the matter is that usually doesn't happen. Take it from me. I am one of those people, if I'm not in true gym mode, the aspirational does not work. I want it to work, but it doesn't work. So instead of spending 30, 40, and sometimes way more, because I know some of y'all out there with those real expensive gym memberships and you don't go, that gym makes so much, I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that gyms make so much more money on all of the people that have gym memberships but don't go than those that do go. So cancel it and you can always go and sign up for it later. It's not like the gym is going anywhere. And sometimes if you're lucky, you can get a better deal. So that is, that's something to think about. So cancel those things that you don't need. A good motivator for that is think about how many hours that you have to work. Whether you're hourly or salary or work for yourself, break, out, break down how much you make an hour. And maybe even break it down what you make an hour after taxes. And then calculate how many hours how many hours do you have to work in order to make a hundred bucks in an hour in order to make 30 bucks 40 50 dollars for the gym membership you're not using or paying for that subscription box or service that you're not using break it down because that's a really good motivator to be like oh i have to go to work especially if you're at a job that you dislike the fourth tip is set a goal if you don't know where you're going how do you expect to get there setting goals and reaching them can be so difficult, especially when it comes to financial goals. Things keep going up in cost. You want to try to maintain or exceed your quality of life. And if you've taken the time to figure out where you are, you want to know where you're going, where you want to be, where you want to end up. And that will keep you from making a lot of maybe those mistakes that you made in the past, which we all make them. Sometimes we make them repeatedly. Sometimes I go back and then I F up with money and I'm like, oh God, but I know better. I know better, but you know, it happens. It happens and that's perfectly fine. What you do after that, now that's, that's what matters. So we're gonna do an example through this tip and the next tip with savings. So I'm a believer that you should have three sort of savings accounts. The first one should be a floating balance in your checking account, your new zero. It can be $250, 500, 1000. But whatever that number is, it's going to think of as zero in your mind. It's more of a area so you can never worry about things like overdraft. The second thing is an emergency fund. Everyone should have an emergency fund. Now, I'm of the mind that this should be separate from your wealth building savings, which is the third thing. Emergency fund, think a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, even five hundred dollars to start for your emergency fund. This should be the fund that if your car breaks down or you need new tires, maybe you have a dog and so you have to, you know, something happens and you need to take them to the vet. This is where your emergency fund kicks in. And just so that way you have cushion that if in a life emergency, 
maybe it's not a huge, huge emergency, but if a life emergency happens, you have money that you can pull from. So depending on your financial situation, also pick a number from there. It could be a 1,000, 5,000, 500, wherever you are, this will work. Your third number now is what I like to call your wealth building savings account. This is the account that you can also pull from to do investments and things like that down the road, but you also wanna build it up to be kind of a cushion. This one, you think a little bit bigger number, it could be 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, all depending on whatever you're currently earning and your debt, things like that. Now think about those three numbers that you want to have. The goal for the floating checking account is to reach that within the next six months. Your emergency fund should be something that you can reach within the next year. And your wealth building account should be something that you can reach in the next three years. Now that you have all of that info, think about those three numbers a little more and we are going to jump into the and and keep those in mind because we're going to come back to it because it works well with our fifth final and as always most important tip the fifth and final tip is make a budget and stick to your budget don't be out here trying to be a bougie bitch this is from one bougie bitch to another stop it stop it or at least you know be bougie on a budget that's that's what you got to do um bougie on a budget <laughs> you know where your finances are at you know where you're going you canceled everything that was unnecessary and you have your goals set you need to create that budget but the biggest thing is when creating a budget create a budget that is realistic to you. Nothing good is going to come from you beating yourself up every time you fail at a budget. If you created something that was just so crazy strict, crazy outlandish, something that you just know you couldn't stick to. So create a budget that is realistic to you. And remember that you're, especially if you're just starting, you can always refine just because you create this budget it doesn't mean you're stuck with it forever you can always start somewhere and then keep refining until you get better and better baby steps what's that thing inch by inch it's a cinch i don't know now your budget should include everything and i mean everything from housing and life necessities like grocery gas utilities etc to your monthly savings goals your fun money and i personally like to have a small miscellaneous section about 20 to 40 dollars depending on where you live for just you know those random decorations that you buy at target because you know what maybe it was a no bones day and it just you know it's so cute and it was in the whole like one three or five dollar area and you're like oh well every time you look at that decoration or thing you just smile i mean we have to have some joy right can't take all our joy it's a freaking target so now it's time to break everything down i like to do a monthly budget and then break it down by paycheck or maybe week you just have to do whatever's best for you but i always say the easiest thing is to start with a monthly budget and then break it down from there then for me because otherwise again otherwise i'll end up you know living a little too lavishly 
I like to set up automatic transfers to my savings account so that way, so that right when that paycheck hits the next day or two, savings is already coming out and that's done. Start setting yourself a monthly budget. Break it out with your necessities, your wants, your fun money, uh, your, your miscellaneous. If your miscellaneous needs to be larger, maybe you're doing a redecoration project so you want to add in for that or you want to add a separate savings because you want to get I don't know a, a fancy couch or whatever in the next six months make sure to do that so now when it comes to reaching your goals for tip number four the way I like to do it within my budget the way I like to do it within my budget is I like to take the money that I have set aside for savings. I first take it as a general lump sum. Let's say I can save $500 a month. I'll take that $500 a month and then I'll be like, okay, these are my three savings. How do I split it up in order to make my, in order to make my goal? So for practice, let's say for me, for my floating, my floating cushion that I want to reach within the next six months in my checking account, I would like $500 that would work out to be about $84 a month that I would need to tack on to my, tack on to the balance to bring it up to 500 within the next six months. Let's say for the emergency fund that I wanna build up in the next year, I'm gonna to try to get to $1,000. That would also take about $84 in order for me to reach $1,000 within one year for my emergency fund. And let's say in the next three years, I want to have $10,000 in my wealth building savings account. Okay, so that's gonna take me saving about $278 a month for the next 36 months to reach that $10,000 mark. Meaning in order to accomplish my goal, I would have to make sure that I put away $446 every single month. So I have about a $15 leeway, even though I never take that money back. If I say I can put $500, I'll still put in that extra $15, even though it's not gonna necessarily take me that much, it'll just get me to my goal faster. So this is the way I do it. I split up all three. Every month I will do 84, 84, and 278. Now in six months, let's say, I, okay, I hit that $500 mark. At this point, I have a choice. I can either continue to put that $84 into my checking to build up an $1,000 floating balance cushion, or I can take that $84 that I was putting to get to my 500 toward my $1,000 goal of my emergency fund. Now, if I choose to do that, I get to my $1,000 goal in nine months instead of one year. And then I get the same choice again. Do I want to maybe double it and try to get to $2,000? Or I wanna to try to put that $168 towards my $10,000 goal, or if I wanna keep adding to my emergency fund. That choice is totally yours. Now let's say, okay, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna leave that at, as a thousand because I can technically use this as a backup emergency fund. I'm gonna put that extra $168 towards my $10,000 goal. Well, now I just went from making that goal in, that was gonna be a three-year goal to making it in about a year and a half, give or take. It just shows you how quick the, the little amounts that you don't think may be necessarily a lot or may get you somewhere, how much that that can add to it. And then I can continue to choose to double it and be able to spread that money how I need. So I have a dog, I might want a larger emergency fund like 5,000 and then 
be building my wealth, whatever that I need to do in order to feel comfortable. And now throughout this whole thing, you can adjust your goals based on your needs and where you are financially. If you start making more money, then you can start, but your bills stay the same, you can start putting away more money. If you, you know, make a little less money and you need to take away a little bit, whatever it is, you can adjust accordingly, the length of time and the amount, whatever you need to do. But I will say you get such a peace of mind when you start building up these savings accounts because the thing is, I know a lot of people that listen, that spend it like they got it. And that's totally fine. And I'll be honest, sometimes I get jealous because I wanna be out here and spending it like, you know, I'm Kim K going to the Bahamas with Pete for a weekend, you know, we're just, we're gonna just jet set to the Bahamas for the weekend, only two days, only two days. Whereas, <laughs> let me not, let me not. So I might not have a designer bag or live in, a super duper fancy apartment with quartz countertops and a lot of natural light and a lovely like little backyard and entertaining area with a built-in barbecue and maybe a gazebo and I don't know, lots of big mature trees and screen door. Ooh, and a wraparound porch. Yeah, I might not live there yet, and that's totally fine. I will say I'm not stressing about money and I can go to sleep at night and have a soundful, restful sleep. And that makes it nice because especially in these two years, as a lot of us, including myself, experienced hard times with jobs and things like that, it can make it really stressful and it can make life really just, you know, not a happy place. And I'm thankful that I was prepared and that I, was able to survive because I prepared myself and I followed my own rules. And the good thing is, even if you, you know, while out for a few months, because I don't know, something happened and you need to while out for a few months because it happens. Once you know the basics, you can always come back to that and reset yourself like I'm doing with you now. There is so much to know and learn in the financial world. And I am here learning and loving it all. But these five tips should be able to get you started in building that financial foundation that you can build a bank on because some of you only want that bag. Some of you only want a few bags, but me, honey, I want the whole damn bank. If you keep hanging out with me, we're gonna go ahead and get that whole damn bank together. So to recap, one, get educated. Two, take a real hard look at your financial situation. Three, cancel, 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 cancel all those unnecessary things. Four, set a goal, set goals. And five, make a budget and stick to it. And an honorary tip is don't just get the bag, get the bank. Thank you for coming to have a soak with me, even though we were outside the tub today. Make sure that you hit that like button, that subscribe button, and the bell so you never miss a soak sesh and you can go along the ride with me to get the bank. I just really like that. I want the bank, I want the bank. Okay, I really gotta stop. That's my new mantra. I don't want the bag, I want the bank. New mantra. <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
my new mantra. I want the bag. I want the bank. I want the bank. I want the whole damn Federal Reserve. Oh.